Hey there, homies. Welcome to another episode of the Stuff I Don't Like podcast featuring candid conversations about modern society. Please do me a huge favor and follow us on Twitter and IG, both at underscore stuff I don't like, and also subscribe, rate, and review in the podcast app. For a complete listing of where you can listen to the Stuff I Don't Like podcast, please visit stuffidontlike.net. New episodes of the show are posted every Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, let's get it started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Stuff I Don't Like. Today, we have a very special guest. (laughs) Uh, My friend and boss... uh, (laughs) Andrea Miller, she's an event producer. We're talking to you live at the Ford Theater in Hollywood, right across from the Hollywood Bowl. And it's a beautiful venue if you live in L.A. and haven't been there. But um, Andrea produces events at the Ford, and I help her with those events. Some past guests of our concerts have been Chloe and Hallie headlined a couple years ago. And as you guys know, they're on the new TV show Grownish now. They're going to be at Coachella. We had Bilal last year. Um, and just great artists. So I wanted to talk to Andrea about sort of the struggle of being a female producer in a very male-dominated field and how she sort of got and clawed her way to this position. (laughs) So hello. Hi, Ray. I'm so glad to be here with you, and uh, I'm going to try to keep it above board so i don't get myself in trouble we will bleep out because it's names. stuff i don't like right <laughs> yeah so be honest this is an uncensored okay. raw uh-oh uncut show <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah so as you said we're here at the ford uh what i think is cool about this place is that it was founded by a woman she founded the hollywood bowl but she did a place about jesus and buddha <laughs> and then when church and state got separated they couldn't do the play anymore so she said fine i'm gonna go over here came across the street and built another theater so she could do what she wanted to do so i don't find that to be a coincidence that now we're working with all these great women here at the theater and with each other and with young women like chloe and hallie that are really carving their own lane and their own path so uh yeah, I'm just glad to be here and talk to you. And uh, so, what do I do? I want to list what I don't like, or yeah, <laughs> just struggles. I, you... I mean, one the main one that comes to mind is stuff I don't like is when the people in the room talk to the man in the room, even though I'm the boss. <laughs> so I could bring somebody who's just an assistant or like a produ- yeah, just a production assistant or 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 whatever, somebody who's just there, and then everyone looks at him like he's got all the answers. <laughs> And I'm sitting there like, hi, yeah, it's me. I'm I'm actually the producer are here. Are they, like, shocked that you are the one in charge? I mean, it's what's funny is that it's so unconscious. I don't think people even know that they're doing it. I mean, I have to watch my own biases even when I do my work. And I watch myself and my own thoughts. So I think all of us have these biases. It's just whether we're awake to them, whether we're going to get out of denial and, and face it head on. That's true. Uh, the only way you can make change is if you acknowledge that there's a problem that's why you know i personally i'm glad that trump is president people I agree. say this i actually but agree I'm like 
I'm glad because he's exposing all the stuff that's mm-hmm. always been there. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, when I was a kid growing up, you know, in the 90s, it was sort of like pretending, like, being colorblind mm-hmm. was cool. Like, oh, I don't know what you are. I even, we even had this girl, I, I remember in middle school, something happened where something got stolen and the they asked this girl like who stole your stuff what did they look like and she's like i don't i don't know what you mean like i don't i don't (laughs) register like that's super someone steals your shit when he said well how do you know when to stop at a light if you don't see color that's absurd like just because it's not i feel like people conflate like noticing someone's black as being a racist well so this is the whole thing too you have this good bad binary so good people don't have biases good people aren't sexist good people aren't racist the people who are are bad yeah so if you call somebody out they're like but i'm a good person how could you ever say that about me but i'll give an example of myself that i really had to notice this year was that i was introduced to two people at the same organization that i was going to work with One happened to be a white man, and the other one was a black woman. And it was a group text that started, and then we had to schedule a call. And I heard my thoughts say, well, I'm going to talk to the white guy (laughs) first. And then I was like, well, why are you going to talk to the white guy? You know, so I had a little conversation with my bias. Yeah, and I'm a black woman. woman. (laughs) And I heard myself say, well, if you call the black woman, she's probably unorganized, (laughs) and she's probably going to try to compete with you. And I had to really, and this is all, you know, in a split second, again, just watching myself. So as a black woman, if I have bias, how can anyone else say that they don't? Exactly. So it's not good or bad. It's just to it's be just noticed. It's just a fact. And that's yeah. how you work to change these things. Now, I think we're at a good time in America where all this ugliness is coming out. But it needs to come out because you can't heal something you can't if clear you're pretending exactly. that something's not there. Exactly. So all, you know, these white people are shocked. Like, oh my gosh, there's racist? <laughs> like, and black uh, people are like, what's for dinner? Exactly. Like, going? now yeah. you know how we have... And Issa, Ra- Issa Rae's talked about that yeah. in some interviews is that racist stuff will happen to you and you're just like, oh, that was racist. Okay. And you just move on with your <laughs> exactly. day because that's what you have to do so and then i find that when i let's say like something is happening to me right someone's not paying attention to me as a leader they're not taking my word as bond you know they're whatever it is okay so say there's a problem happening and i'll go to someone that i trust or a colleague mostly colleagues that may not work directly with me but have worked in this industry before and I'll describe some of my problems that I'm having. And the answer is usually like, oh, stop creating that. You know, why are you projecting? Like, stop worrying. And this could be, you know, I had one of these from a black man. Oh, that's not really happening. And don't don't put that out there into the universe. And I'm like, well, it's actually already happened. So it's not like I'm making it up or just having a random fear. Like, it really is happening. So from anything just not being believed, mm-hmm. factual information contractual obligations like you know the whole thing with receipts is my whole life is (laughs) keeping the receipts because I usually will have to prove that what I said was true to friends Mm -hmm. to colleagues to people I've worked with before to people I've known for you know umpteen years will still because of those biases because we all live in the society have to show receipts for something that I said because they typically won't believe me at first. So a lot of it now has just been able to have more confidence in myself and know that in time, the truth comes out. Yeah. So if people don't like me this week, I'll just wait. 
because they're probably going to be calling apologizing in six months. You know, <laughs> That's true. And I think it's important sort of just to not live in a, a fantasy world. I, I have problems because even though I am a positive person, I do affirmations, meditate, you whatever. Do? Yeah, whatever that <laughs> mumbo jumbo. <laughs> but it's sort of hard to reconcile that with reality. I hate, I feel like this is such a stupid answer when people, when you bring up things that happen and people say well you're that's just negative that's being negative you like you the can, difference between being positive and being in denial yeah exactly right. like you i you think that's why positive. i like you so much is because you are positive you, you don't sit and complain you don't have a list of grievances every time i see you but if we need to talk a little crap yeah. or air a little out you keep it real exactly that's my main red flag here's another stuff i don't like <laughs> is overly spiritual people <laughs> So now exactly. I know. If That's I see like, you like, oh, my sister. <laughs> Have you seen that? S-I-S-T-A-R. Sistar. Thonks. Thonks? Like unk. Like unk. The Egyptian unk. Oh, my God. But they'll spell thanks with an unk spelling. Oh, that's Very Hotepian. Oh, these Hotepian. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I don't like is Hotepian behavior. But, yeah, so overly spiritual people just because and that's the thing too with how we're talking about bias and trump bringing things out into the open if you're so busy being positive <laughs> you have to ignore all this other exactly. dark side i'm just saying like jesus was calling out people yes. that's what i feel like a lot of people that are in the spiritual vibe it's cool to be i agree that you know a lot of the material world a lot of stuff we focus on is bullshit but you know what so if you are constantly in the clouds and meditating stuff is not going to change yeah, like not. jesus wasn't in a cave mm-hmm. like whatever mm-hmm. chanting he was, he was going around yeah. he was exposing yeah. people he was calling out mm-hmm. people's biases mm-hmm. buddha was traveling around talking to people they weren't just like in a little yeah, yeah in a little bubble exactly so yeah. i feel like you can't be so mystical mm-hmm. that you're that like you beyond miss the lessons. exactly yeah, you're definitely. beyond reality yeah. and, and that's like really annoying i agree say i agree that. so yeah if you if you email me with a sistar you're not gonna hear back <laughs> that's my that's my rule now uh, if it's all if you're putting positive quotes on your instagram unfollow agreed agreed yeah, yeah. But, like, I went to a, a talk with the director of the movie Detroit, Catherine oh, wow. Bigelow. Which yeah. Bilal was on the soundtrack of Detroit. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, it that. Ain't Fair, the song with the roots. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he had a big Jimmy Fallon performance right before our last show in the, in the fall. And uh, that's been a big single for him right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But at this talk, it was her on the panel and a couple of the actors, and there was a, a curator from the African American Museum, Naima. Naima, Naima yes, was yeah. it? Okay, but I I talked to Catherine afterwards because I'm in you know an aspiring writer, and I said, you know, how were you able to basically make movies like Detroit Zero Dark Thirty as a woman? You know, only I I did statistical. I I said these statistics on an earlier episode of my show, but I think it's something like seven percent mm-hmm. of films are directed by women right and, and then and then take that to women of color <laughs> exactly right. and she said you know this all this stuff is true but you can't let 
that stuff affect you if you are talented if you have to something to say you know they might belittle you they might do this we need to take it with a grain of salt you have to have a thicker skin exactly yeah. like Issa Rae someone I watch all her interviews especially she said you know when she was starting out she would get the the talk like oh well you know there's not really an audience mm-hmm. for what you're trying which is to code do. Yeah, yeah exactly so I'm really glad that we live in sort of an internet era where there really are no gatekeepers I agree anymore. and you can share you yeah. can just because make... look how many years Issa was working exactly. and doing her little YouTube videos when no one really knew who she was exactly. and, and now you see her all prettified and HBO <laughs> It didn't just magically happen. No, like but you you have to work. I feel like, and this is me especially. I think I had the mentality that like I'm just gonna lounge around and maybe some I'm gonna get discovered and someone's gonna give me it's stuff. It's possible. It's possible, but, it's but that's very likely. rare. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people have that mentality where you're waiting for other people to put you in stuff instead of just making your own making stuff. Making your own That's lane, why writing I admire you as a producer. Like, you could wait for someone to hire you at Live Nation or some other mm-hmm. company, or you could just make your make, own Make stuff. it from... Yeah, there's an Octavia... You know, the writer Octavia Butler? Yeah. Black female sci-fi writer. So she, that was a big quote that she says. Is, there, our stories aren't out there. you got to write your own story, and you have to write yourself in. Exactly. And so... I mean, that's why, despite sort of the trials and tribulations and the struggle that we're talking about in the last few years, from sexism to racism to being, you know, I call for a booking, I'll call an artist manager for a booking, and I get microaggressed, then I get sexually harassed, and then I get, um, what's the expression, you know, uh, like they, they bid me, like, you know, exorbitant prices you know I want a guest spot and then someone quotes me $8,000 you know because they think I'm stupid so if I would have just buckled under the first few challenges we would not be sitting here today getting ready to do third production three years in a row the only black women sitting in the room today you know besides the ones that work here um, it's a really big deal so I think as women we want to be liked right that's a big part of how we're raised is to be nice to be liked to not make waves to behave yourself and a lot of that you got to throw out the window and Mm -hmm. just right now i have blinders on when i'm in my groove and when i do what feels good everything works i get blessings i get coincidences i meet the right people i get opportunities people say yes to me when i ask them for things that i want and in the end, like I said, I got that line of, of apologies. It might take a year. It might take another couple of years for a few others, but they're going to come. They're going to come. Well, we're sorry we misunderstood. We're sorry we said that about you. Or we see what you're doing. You know, I got one in the fall. I see what you're doing. I'm watching what you're doing, and it's, and it's good. You know, now I didn't need the validation, but it, it felt nice. It was nice. That's great. That's what I want to... I guess encourage people is I feel like a lot of people complain about you know social media and the internet is making people lazy but I think it's really the great equalizer Mm -hmm. the internet is so cheap so affordable that before if you wanted to make a movie you had to have all this expensive and now you need an iphone and and that's about it it. yeah maybe it's uh iMovie you know on your home computer that's it and that's the thing too is like i look at i've really had to if we're talking about biases i have to really look at my age but when i'm ageist You know, oh, well, she's young. She mm-hmm. doesn't know. Uh-uh. You see these little kids on Project Runway Junior? Oh, yes. 
uh, these kids with their businesses and their Instagram. Even your daughter, Sayla. Yes, yes. Her daughter's an amazing artist, like a child. Sayla's the smartest person I know. She's a child. Yeah, she can do visual Uh, illustrations, comics. Yes. And so they're really, and I mean, this, this past show, let me just shout her out right now, Gina Ramirez, 20 year old, black, upright bass player and bass player from Cal Arts. Um, the Herb Alpert Cal Arts. She is one of the most professional people I've ever worked with yeah. in my entire career, and I've been doing this for you know over a decade. And she's twenty. Exactly. So I'm sorry. I don't care how old you are. If you have the drive, and the you know home training, uh, and if you don't have the home training, Google is free. <laughs> you could look it up. Uh, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And I would say, as far as being discovered. I, I do like a Bruno Mars uh, interview from when he first came out that was you might get discovered. You might get an opportunity, but you have to be ready. Yeah. So when that door opens, Stay ready. are you ready to go? <laughs> do or do you have your work That's and your true. skill and your craft to be ready? Be re- yeah, stay ready. You ain't, ain't got, got to get, get ready. ready. <laughs> it's true, though. That's, that's very you know, when true. I, when I got into this opportunity at the Ford Theater, which, as you said, is it's the younger sibling of the Hollywood Bowl. It's run by the same entities. It's a big deal. It's a county facility. Uh, I was doing my little tiny events that were more just fun for my friends and my family. And they said, do you want to come to a show at a 1,200-seat uh, theater? Well, yeah. But then you have to deliver. Yeah. So even if you... You might get the magical discovery. You yeah, might be sitting you know, in prepared. the bathroom at the party with just the right person. But if you don't have your shit together, it doesn't matter. That's true. So, Very true. I think either way, whether you're creating your own lane or whether you're waiting for that leap of faith or that miracle to happen, it doesn't matter. It's the skill set. That's true. You just got to do it. And, you know, even though I, I'm glad, I'm blessed to be a black woman in America. <laughs> like, yes, you know, Lord. I really why, am. Why? Why? Because I feel like it gives me such a different perspective on reality. It really Whereas does. Even- everyone else with their pussy hats are like, <laughs> wow, we didn't know it was this bad. And we haven't had a hiccup. Wasting time being shocked because yeah. we already know we know how to go. In, because we have to be. We have to go into any room and know how to navigate you the space. To, you have to be prepared. Cold, you have to be, whatever yeah. you want to call it. We're expected to know more, do more, deliver exactly. more. And I personally like, even when I was a little kid, you know, I was born in L.A., but my mom moved to Irvine when I was younger because she wanted better, you know, education opportunities and stuff for me. If you're not from LA, public schools here are trash. <laughs> no offense. No offense if you went through that system. When I lived here, I had to go. My mom, a single mom, paid for me to go to private school. She worked very hard. Um, I had to wake up. She paid for Which this. Which is so expensive. Yeah, she paid for a transportation system basically to drive me. My school was in Beverly Hills. And I oh, lived. Oh, that's why you're so bougie. <laughs> I lived in Hawthorne. I'm not from <laughs> Beverly Hills. But I remember getting in the bus and like we would drive. It was literally like the first scene of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. my childhood. I'm looking out and seeing mm-hmm. these mansions. Like, I don't live in this. But my mom wanted to put to me in, in that you. environment. Yeah. And she literally said this when I, I remember I was like in second grade she's like I don't want you to be afraid of these people like you're not 
you, you are not have, less than you are not less than you have every right to the same opportunities mm-hmm. as someone else and I'm not gonna let you know just because we live here and they live there it doesn't matter right. we moved to Irvine and I was like always like one the only one or maybe like two or three mm-hmm. black people in the whole if school lucky, yeah, yeah the whole school but I think my high school was 12 black people over the course of four years. Yeah. My so it's less not even than like that. it was 12 for all four years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I felt... I never felt like I wanted to be white. I, I, I was watching, like, the Chappelle uh, stand-up, and he does this bit about, like, oh, white people have it so great, whatever. Because <laughs> he grew up around white people. But I never wanted to be white. Mm-hmm. E- even from a young age, I thought this would be easier if I was white but i don't want it to right. be that the way the only thing i wanted was to be dumb <laughs> that was what i used to wish for in grade school because it seemed like the dumb girls got away with everything and nobody but wanted you can anything pretend to be dumb <sighs> okay I'm, I'm gonna work on that that might help me in the year going forward what wait what yeah what do you we mean? can pretend but i agree and i mean that's the whole thing about my work and wanting to expose young people really i'm all about intergenerational so all people seniors baby boomers you know millennials little kids is if you see more opportunity then you will just expect that for yourself exactly so also what i like about production is you know so much about black youth is you know these limited possibilities for your future you could be an athlete you could be a singer or a rapper or you could be a criminal, you know, or underground, underground economy, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like music, you could be a roadie, you know, you could be a stage manager, you could be a tour manager, you know, and travel the world uh, as a tour manager if you're organized, you know, booking the rooms, booking the transportation, booking the food services, you know, um, and then you get all the perks of being on tour, but you get the anonymity, you mm-hmm. know, um, load in load out lighting design sound engineering so that's really what i like about this work and then working with organizations bringing youth in whether they're participating as my staff or volunteering or just attending the show or like this gina ramirez who played in the show is just giving them more opportunities and just a a greater not even opportunity but just a wider perspective about yeah, the world around us. Yeah, you don't us. know. Like for instance, I'm a graphic designer. I didn't even know what that was until I was in college. Like right. I didn't know that was right. a job. And so I in always In college you didn't know that until college? No, I didn't Why? know. I I would do these things like when I was in high school I would But draw you didn't call and, it graphic design. No, I no. just I would draw stuff and like put them on t-shirts and like those iron on mm-hmm, <laughs> t-shirt mm-hmm. things i would like wear my own t-shirts or sell it to people so you were already but i didn't, it didn't know yeah. yeah and so i didn't know that was a job and so i thought i wanted to be a lawyer and that's what i majored in political science and then i realized i don't really want to do this mm-hmm. and I once I found out like the actual terminology for graphic design I was like oh I knew this Mm -hmm, already mm -hmm. I want to learn more about this this is what I want to do but imagine you know if I had known what that was when I was younger I could have jump started exactly can you imagine what you could have leveraged then (laughs) exactly if you knew knew again i remember that was my i was on a video set my friend was a video hoe in the 90s (laughs) so i used to go with her because i just wanted the free food and hang out at the mansions and just have a good time you could catch me on a couple videos leaving oh which ones well i can't say (laughs) but there might be one very obscure mc8 video oh (laughs) 
where during the pool scene with all the bikini girls, you see me roll my eyes and walk off the, walk oh, off the shot. They didn't it's, edit it's that out. Classic. It's pretty classic. But I remember being at the video and watching this guy. He was the wafter. Like when the smoke machine wafter. goes on and they, they have a hit like a piece of cardboard to waft the smoke. That was my sort of a light bulb moment. I remember I was like 16. And I had my car, so I could go up to the video set, and I'm going, this guy's getting paid to wave cardboard <laughs> in the air. And so that was really like a serious light bulb moment. Like, there's so many things that you can get paid for that nobody tells you about because they're behind the scenes. But behind the scenes is usually the place to be. Yeah. With a lot, a lot of, of times you get paid pressure. more. Yes. And, and you, the, you know, than the one under the spotlight. So yeah. That's very true. Okay, so we can both stuff I don't like and stuff I do like. Yeah, okay. so tell tell the listeners where can they find more information. So if you want to see my work, uh, you can go to www.goasif.com. Where does that name come from? Well, last year I had some big changes in the middle of the production, and everybody was about to go on, well, they had already gone on holiday break for Christmas and New Year's, and I was sitting there going, well, what do I do? I have this whole plan ready, but I haven't had anybody tell me yes. And one of the mentors I was working with said, well, you know, everyone's on vacation, but go as if. Just go as if this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and I was like, I like that. Go as if. Because, again, why do I have to wait for you to tell me yeah. yes before I go and do something? Just do it yourself. Just do it. <laughs> and on the strength of, again, like I said, with my blinders on, if I'm doing what I feel is right from my heart, it's usually really good. And so I thought, go as if. It's easy to spell. Go as if.com. <laughs> and it's easy to pronounce. And remember, and uh, so that's my, uh, if you go to gozit.com, you'll see my photos from previous work, previous productions that you've, Ray, been on, mm-hmm. and um, Chloe and Hallie pictures, and some little video content, and some of my graphic design work. You, I used to hire you as a graphic yes. designer, <laughs> and now I realize that I can do a lot of graphic yes. design, but I have a project I want you to come in on right now. Okay, so. I'll, we'll yeah, discuss yeah. after the show. Got the dream team over here. <laughs> Well, thank you to Andrea for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, as always. And I'll see you next week, Sundays at 9.30 p.m. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Stuff I Don't Like. If you did like what you heard today, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review, and tell the homies to do the same. You can find me on the App Store, on Google Play, as well as SoundCloud, and a few other places. Please visit StuffIDon'tLike.net for a complete listing of all places where you can hear this wonderful podcast. Thanks again. Have a good day.